Hey, what it do with the business is? It is another week in the books with the On Deck TV podcast show. Excuse me. I am Spike Lou. I mean, old habits die hard, dude. Um, I am Animal underscore Brown. Holler at your boy on Instagram and Twitter. Absolutely. When you got so many in the files like we do, you know, sometimes you mess up. It happens. The On Deck TV show. There you go. Get you a shirt to remember it. (laughs) <laughs> all right man well how you doing out there i can't call it man gucci all gucci uh had a good ass weekend had a low-key weekend really though honestly i, I really don't be doing shit i love not doing shit y'all gotta try that shit out man not doing shit is amazing that's a sign of getting old facts i i 100 look forward to not doing it <laughs> i hate when motherfuckers like i hate when it be like the weekend like, what you about to do what you doing what you got planned this weekend Nothing, nothing, nothing. I'm gonna sit right here and binge watch Euphoria. Is that cool? Cool. Been working hard all week, nigga. Y'all waving but, that. Hey, listen, uh-huh. y'all waving that Euphoria flag stupid hard in the group chat. That's your man's. That's your man's Drake. Like, I had. I don't even remember why I started watching it, but it's 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 worth checking out though. And it's right. It's your style of show. Probably peer pressure from the group chat, nigga. I definitely take it. No suggestions from our group <laughs> chat. Not one. Not, not one. Shout out our group chat. Not on TV. I'm the upper echelon of TV. Man. Y'all watch All American. Oh, <laughs> but y'all ain't here for TV. Y'all ain't here about our group chat. Y'all all here for the On Deck TV show. The latest and greatest in hip hop and South got something to say with me and my guy Animal Brown giving it to you each week. Pause. Yes. This week we're talking about that brand new Jesus doc. Is that how you say it? Genius? Mm-hmm. Whatever. Jay bought Mitchell and Ness, him and a couple of his buddies. We'll talk about that. And your man Antonio Brown signed a record deal. We want to know was it a wise investment for the company talking business as we do on the On Deck TV show. But first, your man, Kanye West, to start with business, loses out on an Apple deal. That Apple deal was worth $100 million. He did this, Animal Brown, to drop his album exclusively on a stem player. Was this a good idea, bad idea, but you don't know yet? Listen, I I don't know about that $100 million number because I could have swore it was $2 million and then I think I see 20 and now all of a sudden it's a hundred and I'm like, okay, I, I don't believe that. That sounds like some Kanye shit. He it does. He, it sounds like he inflated the shit and I understand he's not going to debunk that. He's going to let that narrative go. He's going to let that ride on now. Y'all thought I had a hundred on the table. I turned it down. I'm a boss. Yes. <laughs> he's not going to say shit. Um, but we'll run with that. We'll say it's, I'm going to say it's somewhere in between. We'll say, I'm going to say 20 million and that's, that's pushing it. But it was a streaming deal with Apple, and they apparently were pissed because he's not dropping his album on streaming sites. Um, and so the same way that they streamed the first Donda show in Atlanta, I guess they had plans to do the same for the Donda 2 show in Miami. That's a wrap. He's dropping it on this stem player, which actually already existed. A lot of people are acting like the stem player is new. This actually came out with the first Donda um uh, real quick to get nerdy stems as it relates to music are uh the individual instruments uh in the beat 
So um, like when you get your sit mixed and mastered, they mix the instruments and the sounds individually with the vocals individually. And then we all obviously hear it together. This stem player lets you tamper with that and separate and take out and double down on certain sounds. You can create a whole new version of the song that you get. So you can put hella songs on there. It's like a 2022 MP3. It just happens to come with this album. So I don't want people to think you're paying $200 just for the album. The device is a thing on its own. It's been out. Um, he it's just he owns it. It's his shit. It's his tech. Yeezy tech, I guess. Anyway, I think it's a good idea. He did sell about two million dollars uh, worth of these stem players in 48 hours. That's a very short period of time. I want to say it was about 15 to 20 some thousand units. Uh, so that's pretty dope. He's controlling his own narrative. Um, if he owns this music, I don't know who I think he's still on Def Jam. Not 100 percent sure. Uh, but let's say he's independent. This is very dope. This is similar to what people thought that people like Beyonce could do, Taylor Swift could do. They could have their own app and release their own music on their own. Like they don't need labels. Some people don't need labels, dude. Some people don't need streaming sites. Kanye is one of those people. So for him to take matters into his own hands long term, this is a good idea. What you think? Um, this is what innovators should be doing. I agree with 100% with Kanye West taking this route and saying, hey, you know what? I'm going to change the game. I'm going to stop bitching about shit. I'm going to stop saying the stuff not fair. And I'm going to change the game. I didn't know that it came out, like you said, with the Donda 2. Excuse Donda me, the Donda, the first one. I didn't know that. But being that it's his tech, uploading it similar to like Jay did, but he had to go through Samsung and do all of those different things. This is his. This is what we expect from someone who calls himself the Walt Disney of our generation. Go build Disney World, nigga. This is Disney World. This is giving people the option. So when Kanye West makes you familiar with it, the reason that it's a big deal is now you have other artists that can do something similar that aren't as big as Kanye West. They now have the opportunity to stop crying about getting less than one cent per stream. And you say, you know what? I'm going to pull a Nipsey Hustle and put my CD out for a hundred bucks because I don't have to be Kanye West to do it because Kanye Yeezy taught me to quote him um, directly. But I think this is fire. This is the things. These are the things that I expect from someone like Kanye West when he says that he's an innovator, when he says it's beyond music and he sees the bigger picture. This is what I love to see from him. This is why um, this is why I like this is why I think it's a great idea. Yeah, no, nah, it, it, it's dope. And the, the device is cool. Like, you know, you can add songs on there and do the same thing to other people's songs. It's pretty cool. Um, I do, My question. OK, go ahead. Yeah. So. It, you said you don't know if he signed to a label? Like, isn't he on Def Jam? I, to my knowledge, he's still on Def Jam. But to pull a move like this is interesting because I feel like they would have to green light that. That's what I was about to ask. So even if it's the Apple deal, even let's say that that $100 million number is true. Right. Do Does he have to pay or do they get they cut off top? Like, how does that work with the label? That's what I'm saying. I don't that that's my whole point. How do they get paid? <laughs> right. Because if you're telling me, hey, Kanye, if Apple is like, hey, Kanye West, come put your album exclusively on Apple Music, Def Jam or whatever, Island Music, we're gonna be like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like, yeah. what do you mean just putting it over there? We want our product everywhere. Yeah. Like, I don't got nothing to do with you in this hundred million dollar deal. So I'm wondering, is that something that stopped it? And then even with these, the the portable things, like, is it a thing where do the labels have to get their money from this? Like that's what when he reports his sales from it? Nah, I, that's a good ass question. And like, if 
Bro, first of all, the hundred million dollar number is cap. I, I'm willing to put any amount of money on that. I ain't even gonna lie. That's all that's, Kanye West numbers are cap. Possibly this is album sales. Everything but album, all that shit with the the music. Well, excuse me, not the music, but the clothes and this. All that shit's cap. In my opinion, hundred million dollars is no fucking way. Um, Kanye can get away, but let's not. Not for one album. Fetched, not for one album. No, bro. No. Ain't no way. What would you say? What would you say? Exclusively, if I'm Spotify, if I'm Apple Music, if I'm Tidal, and this shit comes straight to mind for a month, single digit million, single digit millions. Absolutely not. You're crazy. Shit. You're insane. <laughs> You're insane, dude. Is you, is you sick? Like the, the number, the price negotiation is starting at 10. Mm. But Kanye West? I don't know album is only on Apple Music. I don't even fuck with Kanye in the bit. Well, nah, I wouldn't do it for Kanye though. The, it, it ain't too many. It ain't. I don't actually think it's no one that I would switch to my streaming service just to hear their album. Allegedly, the documentary, which we'll get to in a second, sold for thirty million. Yeah, and he can get a hundred for an album. They ain't put I don't no know. juice. He ain't got no juice in the documentary, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, now he's a part of that. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, speaking speaking of. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't tell what the show was about. That's my bad. Yeah. ATL, Hip Hop, Mount Rushmore albums, fire episode. I hope you guys are ready for that. I got a lot of feedback on this. This should be a fantastic episode for the Hall of Fame, for the books, whatever. Absolutely, man. Stone Mountain is not Atlanta. It's not Atlanta. Every nothing is Atlanta. It's not Atlanta. <laughs> Perfect North topic. Not Atlanta, nigga. Perfect topic for the climate right now. Mount Rushmore Thanks. of Atlanta albums, man. We'll get to that in a second. But first, the documentary of the century, Genius, part one of three, aired this past week. This is the documentary. <laughs> it's been twenty years in the making. This is the one that everybody said that he's had a camera on him. Since the beginning, since for every album, we've heard this for years, didn't believe it, may or may not have believed it. This apparently is it. Did you watch part one and was it worth the wait from what you saw? The on deckers can always tell when you produce the show because we got all this Kanye fucking talk and I'm sure some, probably some Freddie Gibbs and some Drake in here everywhere. When, to answer the question, no, I didn't watch this. Nothing about this caught my eye. Nothing about this made me want to stop a, a moment of streaming euphoria over the weekend and say, hey, man, let me check out that Kanye doc. Especially when I read that they were giving people flack for not being excited and saying they downplayed Kanye. And then the backlog behind that came out and said, well, actually, he'd been in here and done this 10 times. So by the 10th time of this thing being acted out on camera, of course, we're not excited anymore. So a lot of it, again, that I seen seemed fabricated. I'm not going to be a full-fledged hater and say that I won't ever watch it, but I'll probably do like I did with that OJ doc. I feel about the same way about that. I waited about six months until everybody seen it and got it out of the system. And then I watched it. And I was thoroughly surprised and I was impressed by that being as good as people say it was. Not sure just because of how I feel about Kanye West antics, if I like this, but at some point, I'll watch it. Yeah, it, the antics won't matter. You can you cannot even know who Kanye West is and, and watch mm -hmm. this, and it'll be it'll be crazy. Right. Um, what makes I, you say that? Because it's not it's not about 
it's not necessarily about Kanye West, the person. There's like a bigger overarching story that everybody can relate to. And I think that's what makes this, that's why this isn't even for fans. I think this is just a really good ass documentary um, mm. about, about somebody who went against the odds and believed in themselves when others may or may not have. And that's, that's just a story that people can relate to. You can flip that a hundred different ways and it can work. It's just really crazy that if you are familiar, you know how this story turns out, which makes it even more nuts. Um, but if you didn't, watching it along and being along the ride, it's going to hit just the same because it's very, very well done. Um, as a Kanye West fan. Not, gotta, that's what I'm saying. But I've, talked to people, I've, I've talked to people who aren't Kanye West fans that really like the documentary. That's what I'm saying. These That's my point. Hip hop fans is just like general, like just people that don't like Kanye West. Are they indifferent? Or people that don't like Kanye West, like real talk. They'll be like, this is the one that you don't need. I, I felt this way about the Pac resurrection. I could take my mama to see Pac resurrection. My mom's, for the record, my mom's not into Tupac at all, but is I that could the take one her. That he did when he voiced it over? Yes. And they, they pieced together everything? Yes. Mm. That's, so you're, you're comparing that, this to that? Which was, that was a classic documentary. This is on his way, though. Um, shout out to my partner. He texts me on Friday. <laughs> and, and this was before I even watched it. I hadn't watched it yet, but I already knew what he was talking about. Uh, he said, this is the, he said, probably the dopest documentary I've ever seen. It's only episode one. Uh, I Exxon Supreme 93. Y'all is on it just because y'all like Kanye. I don't believe that. I Who said he liked Kanye him. West, though? That's my point. I don't believe him. I don't believe it, dude. This <laughs> nigga calling it the greatest documentary ever after one episode? Yes. Nah. It's that fire, though. Nah, think about man. it. Think, think about who we're talking about and how long. The footage goes back to 98, dude. Like, you you just, I, you speaking and not seeing it is blasphemy, but I'll entertain it for the sake of this podcast. It's going back to 98, dude. So, like, he been he been grinding since ninety eight since the nineties, which I did not know actually. Um, so it's it's really really dope. And then the, the scenes with his mom and bro, like that that shit hits on a whole nother level. Like his mom was because, his number one fan. Is it because of the rare footage? Is that why that person and you are giving it so much? Like you watched the first one, right? Yeah, you yeah, waited nine amazing. months to watch Ozark when it dropped, but you watched this the day it came out. <laughs> Absolutely not. It's fire though. Like, um. What was it that for that person? Did you ask? No, because I already knew. I told I didn't want no spoilers because I hadn't seen it yet when he told me that. I was like, man, I'm going to check it out. But yeah. I, I see what it is now. As soon as I watched it, I was like, oh, yeah, this, this is it's different. It's showing his story unfolding. But he was a nobody. And, and the Def Jam thing that you're the person was like, yeah, he he went to 10 different people. Yeah. But I'm, when I'm, the thing is, he may have played it 10 times to 10 different people. But they, that doesn't mean the same person heard it 10 times because they showed him going from room to room to room playing it for people. And they were like, yeah, that's cool. You know what I'm saying? They, they completely played him because that's how he was getting played by Jay. And that's how he was getting played by Dame. They played him as a producer. They were like, bro, just make beats, bro. Like that's right. how everybody faded him. If you watch it, watch all of the drops. When people see him and they go, my guy Kanye, he next up, man, hottest producer, and nobody will let him rap, dude. That, that's what I'm trying to tell you. It, it plays out that way in more than just Def Jam offices. So, yeah, the person, whoever that was, that was like, yeah, he played it 10 times. Okay, cool. Was, so, uh, who's shit, that beat out of um, Nah, big dude. The fat one. Nah, it was dude on, nah, it was dude on uh, Everyday Struggle. Wayno. 
That's who it was. Ah, yeah, Wayno. Wayne Wayno said that. Okay, cool. Throw out that throw out throw that out then, and you'll see the timeline that Rockefeller didn't sign him for a year, year and a half until they actually seen him rapping. Cause Dame is the one that gave him the. They show all that too, but they weren't fucking with dude rapping at all. But you see, see how he looked. He got the chipmunk mouth and shit. He wearing the polo, bro. They weren't fucking with that. You know what I'm saying? Like it's yeah, it's, mean, it's really, really like, good. I, I I get what you're saying, but again, you're a fan. Like who was fucked fucked with in the beginning? Like they wasn't fucking with nobody. Stop. Jay Z shopped this shit around to every label in New York and put his out independently. Ti got dropped from like ain't like this. I I understand what you're saying, and I think it's because you're a bigger fan of Kanye West. I don't think the story is new though. If if Ti had a camera with him while that was happening, the documentary I would have watched it the fire. first day it came out. You're exactly, right. that's my point. <laughs> but that's because I'm a Ti fan. That's my point, though. But like, I'm I, not I, like I, that, and I still will watch it. And okay, it still so you're, would be you're, fire. Bigger, you're you're the hip hop fan. You you're the story fan, though. Like I, I got to be invested in the person more. So that's my only thing that I'm saying. Everything is story driven, man. I said I got to be invested in the person, though. Like that's it could my be a person with be. a whack story, and it'd be some slaw. Mm. So then what? <laughs> not if you're invested in the person. Nah. Are you invested in the person? Like the, the story being whack, I'm not sure if that's going. I don't think that that can happen because you invested in what they got going on. It's possible. Bottom line, this is this is a classic documentary already. And everybody that's seen it, uh, whether they like Kanye or not, will tell you that. I don't believe that, so we'll move on. <laughs> Easy. Your man, Hove, Meek Mill. Look, oh, before we move on from that, Dame Dash said that Kanye West was the Michael Jackson of our generation, true or untrue? That's he said untrue. people people give the same reaction that Michael Jackson got during the 80s. That's untrue. From Kanye, but you don't think that's true? Nah, I don't think, I don't think, because I think Kanye is a musical genius. I don't think Michael Jackson is. Oh, He's God. not. Wait, Kanye can, Kanye wait, can walk wait, into wait, an empty wait. room and make, a, and make a hit record. <laughs> Michael Jackson can't do that shit. He only write respectfully. Not, Michael Jackson's a superstar, though. So you're, you're you're not saying that he's bigger. Kanye West is a bigger star than Michael Jackson. You're not saying that, right? No, I'm just saying that Michael Jackson, I think they're in two Ooh. different categories. I think Michael Jackson is a superstar. I think Michael Jackson is Drake. They're superstars. Right. I think Kanye is a musical genius. That's what I'm saying. Did you, where do you like, you don't rate his stardom as high as Drake and Michael Jackson? Michael Jackson is rough. Like niggas was passing out the mic. If, like Drake Kanye was social media like, more accessible. Drake and Kanye are the same level stars. Who? Drake and Kanye West are the same level stars. Drake, right? Kanye might be a little bit higher. Nah, stop globally. It, bro. Stop, bro. Because he got the clothes and shit. The clothes, the clothes tip the scale, bro. He he in, he in too many people's faces. He he is in too many industries. That that tips the scale, in my opinion. Okay, so just before we're clear and I move on, Michael Jackson, Kanye, Drake. That's what you're saying. In terms of superstar status, is that yes. what we're banking? Yes, that's fair. Okay, all right. Yeah, that's fair. I can live with. But that. talent wise, though, is Kanye's over both of them. That's all stop. I'm saying. Stop, dude. Like, relax. What? Unless Michael make, Jackson make beats, he I'm make Drake beats? more talented than Kanye West. Who? That, that ain't even debatable. Drake don't make beats though. Okay, Kanye can't sing. Nah, that's not true. Ain't no way some heartbreaks, nigga. Have you heard it? What are you talking about? <laughs> Welcome to Heartbreak. That, that was the reason that I said he couldn't sing. I've heard that album and I bought it because it came out. Drake sings right. because of that album. 
Now, that's that's debatable and a whole nother topic that we'd love to get into at some point on the On Deck TV show. Thank you guys for joining us. Two more quick hits before we get to the Mount Rushmore of Atlanta albums and On Deck TV show special. But before that, your man Hope linked up with Meek Mill. He linked up with Lil Baby and Michael Rubin, and they bought 25% of Mitchell and Ness. And it was another company that bought the other 75%. They are partners together in this deal. Is this a big deal, little deal, small deal? Animal Brown, what do you think about them buying Mitchell and Ness? So the 75% was actually bought by Michael Rubin's company, Fanatics. And then yes. the 25% was split between Jay Meek and Little Baby. Yes. Um, I think this is a big deal because it's showing you would you would say Little Baby's a star on the come up. Jay-Z is Jay-Z. I would and, say, nigga, the, the whole industry would say, don't try to say yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's disgusting. You no, try that's what to I'm say saying. That I'm, like, uh, I'm saying Little Baby's a star. And okay. Jay you is said obviously it nasty, though. I just want to clarify that no. you said it real nasty. You would say you didn't say no. little baby is a star like you just said Kanye West was. I'm saying I'm saying you as in the general public, okay, would say that little baby's a star. Jay is who he is, and Meek is Meek. At the end of the day, you yeah. traditionally don't see this many people of that stature link up on one deal everybody wants to have their own name on the top of the deal bro they want their own name on the headline niggas ain't out here sharing headlines like that and i like the fact that this they were able to make this happen although it's a smaller percentage it's a minority stake but still you're tied in what they bought it for like 250 like bro they they bought it for 250 the company made 350 last year and 70 million in profit Okay, damn. Yeah. So listen, I, I remember I used to watch um, Gary V used to have his little meetings on YouTube and shit. And he always told people to buy into brands that used to be something and that have fallen off on hard times. And then because history always repeats itself and you can always make shit cool again if you're the right person. So they probably bought it. I don't know if that's considered like on the cheap or a decent ticket for it, but they must have plans for it. And I'm excited to see what they do. I'm just glad that Meek J and Baby were a part of it and they weren't clashing heads and with big egos and shit. Um, I think that's super, super dope. And we need more of that because then you can make bigger acquisitions. You might not need a Michael Rubin next time. Four or five niggas can go in on the Broncos, dude. You know what I'm saying? Like stuff, stuff like that, I think would be dope. So I think it's a big deal because of that. Four or five people going in on the Broncos. J.R. Smith was talking about that on I Am Athlete. That was pretty dope. I saw that. You seen that? Check that out. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, I like the the headline, but I don't think this is a big deal. Uh, operations are going to go as usual for Mitchell and Ness. So if it, is, if it hasn't came across your screen in the last 10 years uh, with marketing and Instagram ads, then it probably will now. That'll be the biggest difference. This is going to have more exposure. But Mitchell and Ness is a brand that people who are in the know, they know. Like I got a Mitchell and Ness uh, Lawrence Taylor shirt just the other day. It was cool. But with that being said, if you know, you can find it. Uh, I don't think that these three guys are going to add as big of uh, anything to it. Michael Rubin's company made. They also bought Topps Sporting Card Company not too long ago. So there's a play in that field for it and the classic Mitchell and that stuff. What they do is make classic jerseys. They reprint, make retro stuff for the people that don't know. That's what Mitchell and Ness is into. And again, part of this purchase is Mitchell and Ness is going to run business as usual. They have their own operations. It's a separate entity. 
I too, like you said, I love the fact that you got Meek, you got Baby, and you got Jay in this headline. You got them cohesive here. It looks good for hip hop, but I don't see a big change with this coming along. I do have a question for you. Is this what Meek Mill was referring to when he said that this is the first deal he had to get around like white people and people outside of the industry to get his name on a big deal? Did you see that? Yeah, he said he said Michael Rubin and Jay Z were the only two people that were putting people on and not they were not hiding information. They were actually putting. He was the first time he said he had got put onto some real business shit. And I think that was more of a slight to Ross that's than anybody else. That's pitiful. <laughs> that's what I. That's what I. That's how I'm taking it because Ross well, got a hundred wing stops. He got yeah. a whole bunch of shit because he said it wasn't. They teach you how to own, not franchise, or not. What is it called? Uh, like license or franchisee or not something? Not license, an endorsement or- Oh yeah, sponsorships and shit. Sponsorship, there yeah. we go. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that was a slight to Ross too, and I think that's petty. And it is again, we're hard on me on this podcast, me in particular, because I expect a lot more from him. And when he do petty shit like this, like Rick Ross changed his fucking career. Like, let's not forget that. That's a fact. And let's not also forget, bro, sometimes you're not ready for those conversations. That's true, too. Great job of preparing yourself and being ready for it when Michael Rubin and Jay-Z presented it to you. But, my nigga, you may not have been ready when Rick Ross was in those rooms three, four years ago. And you should thank him for not dragging you in there and embarrassing yourself. <laughs> like, that shit is, like, it, Meek Mill baffles me with the gripes that he picks out and the things that he makes public, this shit is fucking nasty. First off, the I, I think there's another play involved. You, and you touched on it with the uh, tops playing cards and X, Y, and Z. I think that there, because if you go on Mitchell and Ness, you know, it's throwback jerseys, hoodies, crew necks, the whole nine. There could be another play involved with something that we just don't know. There may be a chess move involved. But I'm looking out here and I'm actually shocked because I'm thinking it's all jerseys. They got some nice ass like nah. hoodies and sweaters. Yeah. Like these just there's a satin piston jacket, nigga. I might order right now while Mitch we talking. Like this motherfucker hard. You've been asleep. Mitch Lynette's got some shit on there, nigga. I see. Yeah, yeah this fire ass little scullies and everything, dude. Like, yeah, they on. They got some fire ass shorts and everything, Facts, dude. dude. Like, I'm asleep. Yeah. I, I might get. That. I ain't gonna lie. I get. I might get to this motherfucker. And it's the last XL level. That motherfucker hard. No way you wear XL. I'm on my way to a large. Fuck you, me. Five AM has been working out. I see you. Captain I America, nigga. Black Captain America coming this summer. Now you're taking it too far. <laughs> now you're taking it too far. Oh <laughs> uh, man, let's move on, man. Before we get to this Mount Rushmore topic, your man's Antonio Brown, the other AB. Uh, running my name through the mud. I don't appreciate it. You had to switch it up. I had to switch, switch it. Up. I had to get out of there. Between him and Adrian Broner. <laughs> that nigga makes you change your name to CJ, dude. Him, him and Adrian Broner ran a block hide. It's a wrap. <laughs> That's um, free agent Antonio Brown in sports is a free agent in music no more. Fuego Music signed him to a $5 million record deal. Simple question. Is that a good investment or a bad investment? For Fuego music, this is awful. You guys would be considered a joke for the rest of the time that your app is around because you gave $5 million to a motherfucker who took his pads off in the middle of a game and acted a complete buffoon of himself. 
cool. It's going to get you clicks. It's going to get you views, but you'll never be taken seriously. Like you could have let any independent artist, you could have let these $5 million to battle rap niggas. There was an abundance of routes that you could have took, but you chose to give Antonio Brown $5 million to be the face of your company to rap. Like nobody in the room thought that that was a bad idea. This company could not, like, if I'm wrong, please play this back in five or 10 years if they've blown up, which I highly doubt because <laughs> of the decision that they've made for the person to be out in front of their company. Uh, I, I don't know what this is. I don't know like how you would describe this. I would consider it an awful idea if I worked at Fuego, as I, if I were able to talk to the people who had made this decision, I could have advised them of a lot better Give me a yell and I'll consult you guys on better decisions in marketing. But this is terrible because, again, you'll always be considered a joke because this is the one you led with. This is what you came out the gate with. It's terrible. It's some sloth. You, you mentioned marketing, and I think this is all that this is all at the end of the day what this is about. I think the five when you see record deals or, um, you know, di different deals with high ass numbers, I think there's a lot of incentives involved. And if you max out those incentives, it may equal up to five million. If you don't max out those incentives, it's not going to hit that. And so therefore, they're just basically whatever they had to pay up front, who knows what that amount was, they paid that for, for this marketing right here. For when you all say these incentive, give people an example of something you mean. Um, like like selling a certain amount of streams or records on the shit that you drop. Like it like because then it's kind of like hitting milestones, like in the NBA. Yeah. Like a nigga make all team. Yeah. Okay, cool. They got a hundred thousand dollar bonus or whatever the case may be. It's the same thing with these record deals, dude. Right. Trust me. When they when they say $20 million Netflix deal, or they say like there's milestones, there's shit they, they gotta hit, and everybody gotta get paid. That's a whole nother story. But so I, I don't think they just literally cut him a five million dollar check and said, Here you go, bro. Like, no, I don't think it went down like that. I just think that's the max of what it could be. So with that being said, they just basically paid for promotion because this headline is everywhere. And the headline is everywhere for today, maybe a little bit of yesterday, maybe a little bit of tomorrow. So whatever pub they got off of this, I hope it was worth their money. And now people are looking into whatever the hell Fuego uh, app or Fuego music is. Like, I, I don't know, it's some type of platform that's supposed to help independent artists. Maybe they get a couple of people sign up and they make their money back off of that. But it's all for the pub. They don't take dudes seriously. I'm not taking them seriously. You're not. Nobody listening is ready for that Antonio Brown album. I promise you that. The platform that he should have been on, just from his buddy recently, he like, I'm Kanye West. I'm negotiating some form of deal to like throw this nigga album on my little device shit. Absolutely not. Yeah, why not? Them niggas was hanging out at the Super Bowl with Kanye West in his mask. They been cool. Y'all want the new Antonio Brown? It's over here on the streaming service too. Independent, black owned, and we bought it, bought it. <laughs> gotta go. We ain't gotta go through nobody for no fire. Like I don't understand. Like if it's that big of a marketing play, and Kanye West being the marketing genius that you did, I know you said that about him being a musical genius. He's definitely a marketing genius. If yeah. I've been hanging with Antonio Brown. On the reverse side of what I'm saying about Fuego, I think it's a good idea for Kanye West. They can do their whole mental health bag. Both of them niggas need it. Okay. Whatever that comes from it, they can do that whole push over there on his little block, little device thingy, as opposed to Fuego dragging their name through the mud and making Antonio Brown a superstar. Absolutely not. I don't even know if Antonio Brown can rap. Like, I feel like I haven't even really gave his Does music a try. Yeah. Does it even matter? 
What is the likelihood? It's not even worth me listening to. I'm definitely not checking it out ever Um, in life. Some things that hopefully people listening have checked out would be our four Mount Rushmore Atlanta albums. You should be very familiar with the ones that I picked. And if you haven't, please listen to these immediately as soon as this episode is over. You've got four. I've got four. Obviously, we've had a Mount Rushmore series for years. First ones to do it. Pat on ourselves on our back. Uh, we're flipping the script this time, though, doing Atlanta albums. No better time than with the Atlanta controversy going on, which we will touch on a little bit later. Um, give me your what's what's the first one you had automatic stamp number one album you think comes to mind when you think Atlanta hip hop. Hmm. I, did you talk to anybody before this? Did you get any input from Atlanta people? I talked to me, myself and I. Of course. You All did. I needed. That was the answer I expected from you. <laughs> uh, with that being said. Um, I think that I have a different way I wanted. I think that there's one al- or two albums that are clearly going to be on both of our lists, right? Yep. Would you agree or disagree? You think? Yeah, I'm sure. Okay. And Outcast, Equimini, right? Okay, no. Equimini is not yours. AT Aliens, nigga. What we okay, so about? we can't do this this way. All right. What? So for me, yeah, absolutely. You're wrong. And here's why. I have the perfect Mount Rushmore of Atlanta albums and the reasoning behind them just based off uh, Atlanta's music history. I personally nailed this. This is what I do. Mm. So to start with it, the first album that I would have on there is Equimini, Outcast. And the reason I wouldn't put Southern Playlistic or I wouldn't put AT Aliens, this is when I think that this is the upper echelon of lyricism in Atlanta. Like this is like the pinnacle of one of the best rap albums. Dre and uh, Big Boy was doing their thing on here and they had gotten to the point where like, this was the last normal album. So right. for this one, I feel, huh? That's it, right? Yeah. I feel like that this is the standard lyrically. And that's the reason that I had to have that one there. Like there's a fast, like that was how I was introduced to Atlanta with, with Outkast. Of course, ATL and Southern Playlistic, but this I feel like is their best album and says Atlanta. Yeah. Now, um, don't get it twisted. That that's a classic, in my opinion. I love Aquemini. Love it, love it, love it to death. I just have to give it the slight nod to AT Aliens because it came first. Um, 1996. Because mm. they're both, but I can flip a coin and depending on the day of the week, man, whichever one I'm in the mood to listen to, I'm gonna go for it. I think AT Aliens is a little bit more. Uh, pre-space, outer space. Uh, Andres was still dressing like a normal human being. Um, he was still rapping like a normal human being. He wasn't singing and shit. Um, although I fuck with that shit too, don't get it twisted. But I just think this is this the slight nod to AT Aliens. It's got it in the damn title, for Christ's sake. Um, it's put them on the map with elevators, me and you, on the, on the global map. Um, so I'm I'm leaning toward that, even though I'm not mad at obviously I fuck with Equimini strong, super strong, but I'm going AT Aliens though, just because mm. it came first. That's nuts. That's not true. That ain't right. Actually, nuts. You're right. Thank you. Some of the I, I reached out to about I took about eight nine lists just to see where people were, and it was one variation of those two. Yeah, every, exactly. Every list had one of those, the Quimini yeah. or ATA. So I do agree with that. You got I ain't gonna lie, if a nigga from Atlanta send you a, a list a, without outcasts on it today. That's I'm insane. Never, if that I delete that number out of my phone and yeah, that, wonder like why would I even consider that person someone that I contact? One hundred percent. Every list that I got had one of those two on it. It got to. Got to. 
Now, Next. another surprising thing for my second one, and I, this has to be on yours too. Every list that I got had this on. Every one of them. What's that? Thug Motivation 101. That's a fact. That's on there. In- include my list in there too. In concrete. Like yeah, that, that was too. it. Yeah. So that, that one's on my too. That was a spoiler alert. Did you have anything to say on it? For obvious reasons too. Um, it's a classic debut album. We know what the mixtape did. We know what the climate was like when he was bubbling, the BMF shit, the, the, all of that culminated into this monster movement, probably one of the biggest movements we've seen. You could throw probably G-Unit in there maybe, but it wasn't nothing like Jeezy's one-on-one though. It's just, he hasn't topped it since respectfully. And like, it's just, it's going to go down in history as like one of the biggest movements this, we've seen, like on feats to the ground, bro. Like it shit was insane. And the music is, matched. Yeah. So- Crazy. And it still hold up. Yeah, like, it still hold some up. Some of Jeezy's best work still to this day. That's a and fact. To sound like an old nigga, if you weren't outside when this came out, you just wouldn't understand. Yeah, you just like, missed you it. just would not get it. Yeah. Like when Jeezy say like Michael Jackson on my lane and all of this shit, like that is for real. Like there was a lure around this nigga in this. And like Jeezy came out in a time. Do you remember that for? I know at least the first three, four months of listening to him, no one, like, nobody knew what he looked like. Do you remember that? Are uh, you talking when the tape came out? When the mix yeah, when came we, out? Because we still had CDs. Like True. I first heard of Jeezy on a burnt CD, like with yeah. Snowman or some shit wrote on there because it was a mixtape from Atlanta. Dante, God rest his soul. For he sure. brought it over to my house out west. He was like, y'all niggas gotta hear this. And we was like, it can't be that good, nigga. Like it's just rap. And that shit was that good. And that shit was that fucking good. It was, I'd never forget it. It was uh, Air Forces. Oh, like, yeah. I would never forget. That was the first Jeezy song that I heard. And then, of course, I heard the uh, the mixtape, the Trapper Dial, whatnot. But yeah, yeah. this album, it's a representation of a time in Atlanta that will never happen again. And, and it, the, the BMF time period is just like a, a soundtrack for what was going on. And like, it has to be there. Anybody that was outside, knows exactly what I mean. If you've seen him in action or BMF in action, do you remember when Fate, the producer from Nashville, he told us a story about Jeezy coming to the studio? Yeah, to do like, um, Grey Goose. Yeah, to do Grey Goose. And he yeah. was like, dude, it was, the nigga had so much ice on, like he lit up the booth. Like those yeah. were the stories that you heard about Jeezy. Like it was like a lure. Like niggas was like, man, I don't know who this nigga is, man. <laughs> like this was the first time that a nigga, like people had talked about trapping in this, but he was like it in the flesh. Yeah. And that shit came out in this album. That shit was fire. Nah, you, it's, it's got to be on there. That, that's another one that if, if if it's not on the list, then just stop talking. That person's too young or they just don't know what the fuck they're talking about. Facts. Like you had to be there. That was one of them. You had to be there. Even if you go back now and listen to it. So you're, you're saying that those are the only two that are going to be, you think you have two more that aren't going to be on mine. Uh, I know one for sure. Won't be on yours. What a nigga was it bone crusher. I was like, what, no, no but I know for sure. You like, I don't think he was outside when this. Oh. <laughs> Fuck out of here. What's the third one there? The third one, the one that won't be on yours, or the time you want to say that one for last? Yeah, say that one for last. Oh, the next one is uh, T.I. Urban Legend. And mm. the reason, that's not my favorite T.I. My favorite T.I. album is Trap Music. That's everybody's prefer, favorite T.I. album is Trap Music. I prefer Trap Music, and I'm serious. But when you're talking about the Mount Rushmore, like for, again, Outkast, to me, those lyrics stood out the most. 
I like those. I feel like they were the most polished lyrically. Like they said, well, we, this is what we are from Atlanta when you come from a lyrical standpoint. That's why I chose Equimini. With Jeezy, he was the first nigga, like I said, that embodied street life from Atlanta. Like this is, yeah, them T.I. niggas is cool and them outcast niggas is cool, but it's something totally different going on out here. No knock to them. Yep. That's what he said and, and embodied. With T.I. and Urban Legend, this was him saying, yeah, we got swag. Like, yeah, because it came, this was in chronological order. This was before Snowman, but after Outcast. And what that said is, yeah, we got niggas like Outcast, but we also got niggas like me. They can talk that shit. They can rap their ass off. And this was a point in time where T.I. was considered maybe the best rapper in the game because Jay-Z had retired. In my eyes, as a T.I. fan, with him being the king of the South, this was the best album from a industry standpoint. Mm-hmm. Like with all the hits, with all the features, it sounded like you wanted a nigga from the South to sound that was supposed to be the next Jay-Z, had ASAP on there. Um, bring them out. Bring them out. It was just mm-hmm. big. This was the T.I. album that solidified him as the king of the South and made him not just a Southern favorite. So that's why I chose Urban Legend out of all the T.I. albums. No, I did. And and see, I chose a T.I. album, but I chose Trap Music because even though mm-hmm. Urban Legend did put him on the map nationwide, mm-hmm. Trap Music solidified him at home. You know what I'm saying? Like a lot of people slept on I'm Serious. They didn't get on it until a little bit later on. You were the only person in Best Buy that walked in there and bought that album. There was plenty of copies on the shelf. That's okay. um, It was the same way here in Atlanta from what I've been told. I, obviously, I wasn't here, but a lot of people slept on that. They didn't sleep on trap music. Niggas woke up on trap music. And I think that's what he's turned that even branding the phrase to a damn museum. Now there's a trap music museum that was supposed to be like two months, nigga. And that shit is still open and there's a line every day. I like, rolled down through there this weekend. The line was around the corner. You see what I'm still crazy. Bro, they, he has what he has been able to do off of that project is ridiculous. And obviously the album is fire. It's what many consider to be his classic. 24 is be easy, rubber band man. We all know like it's it's straight through. And so I would put that one on there if I'm if I'm putting a TI album, it's gotta be trap music. Like it just mm. it just like it has to be, even though I love I like I'm serious, I like his catalog, period. But this is the one if I if I just have to have one, it's got to be this one, because I think this one made the biggest splash in his backyard. There were a couple people that said that one that you said there were a couple of urban legends. Big Jeff, shout out Big Jeff from Full Sport Press fame. He said King. That's the album is fired. That's probably his best album, though. Absolutely not. It's between that and trap music. It's trap music. And then I'm <laughs> King is, and then Urban Legend, and then he, King. You you could argue King really made that him, put him a superstar. On a, that, that that put him on a superstar level. Okay, yeah, oh yeah, superstar. Yeah, I so that's why I wouldn't be mad if somebody said it. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I, I wasn't knocking Big Jeff. That was an interesting but King, but uh, yeah, most people had ATI albums. Yeah, you got to facts. Who was your Fast fourth person? You got uh, Young Jock. No, absolutely not. I mean, it ain't that far-fetched a person. Okay. I just knew it wouldn't be on your list. Uh, um, this person, I feel like, ushered in the new sound. This was the person after Jeezy to pick up the torch with this sound and this style. This is right before I tapped out. Because, again, I'm not hip to the newer stuff and the reason that he gets so much acclaim now. And that's that future DS2. That's what I have. No way. I swear. Really? Yeah. 
Because I couldn't. We, we couldn't pick a mixtape. That's because if we could have picked a mixtape, then I would have went with a mixtape. This right. is the closest thing to that yeah. that I could pick. So I, I, you can't. You have to do a future project. I'm wrong. Now. You're right. I, I was wrong about that because I didn't think you would have had that. The reason that I have it, I just fucked your bitches some Gucci flip flops like coming in first line like. That is how confident Future was and where he was at that point. Like that nigga was on fire yeah. when this DS2 came out and he lived up to it. Again, this probably was the last Future project that I just was all the way in on. Mm. I remember when this came out and I think that this ushered in the new generation. This ushered in Lil Baby and Migos and those guys. Yeah, they may have been out, they may have been making songs, but once this was as big as it was, and everybody was quoting, I just fucked your bitch in some Gucci flip-flops. That's when Migos started popping. That's when Baby a little bit down the low started popping. That's where you get niggas like Gunna and Thug and all of those niggas being the superstars that they are. I think the DS2 ushered in that new era and ended that Jeezy era. I think what uh, what also helped is, like, like you said, he was on fire, 56 nights. This is 2015 for Future. 56 mm. nights, DS2, oh what a time to be alive. Oh my God. One year. Niggas are actually sleeping on that little run right there. That's number one. Um, so he and then oh, and Beast Mode came out 2015 oh too. So he was four for four. You, you know, you know the little meme with him with the <laughs> with the championship yeah, trophies. The championships, yeah. That was That's, for real. <laughs> this is the album of that. You know what I'm saying? Like those are the three projects were mixtapes. Well, maybe what a time to be alive, but that's a collab. We ain't counting that. This is the solo joint, and I know that's the the Gucci flip flops is the is the infamous bar on there. But you gotta understand, if if Future did a versus, he's playing at least four songs off of here, and like at least, dude, like he's playing Stick Talk, he playing Where Your Ass Was That, Where Your Ass Was That, he playing God Bless the Trap Niggas, he's playing Fuck Up Some Commas, like he's 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 at least playing four songs, definitely playing Free Calls, dude. No, nah, he ain't playing that. I'm be real. Definitely playing free. Nah, he ain't playing Unless that. you I got a light work nigga in there like Freddie Gibbs or something. But nah, he, playing. That, he playing that. That's getting skilled. He'll play real, real sisters before he play that. You had to be outside. You wasn't outside <laughs> when Free Coles came out. So I get it. I get it. You ain't see what that Free Coles did. I get it, man. I had one foot indoors in 2015. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> I was almost in, dude. I was like, All right, okay, I'm out. Um, but no, no, the year he had was crazy. The run he was on was stupid. And if you go back and listen to that now, everybody that is trying to rap raps like that right there today. Yes. <laughs> everybody yes. that's trying to rap any nigga, go look up any independent nigga from the South. And it, they all sound like that, that same type of rhyme pattern that he's doing on there. They sound just, you, they're clearly influenced by future and this album. So I, I didn't, this one took a minute to grow on me because I remember when people were talking about I was like, nigga, people call this a classic. I was like, bro, relax, bro. Relax. Not gonna lie, though. I get it. It makes sense. I couldn't do this without a future project and we're not doing mixtapes, we're doing albums, so that's why that one. So, yeah. Absolutely. I ain't mad at it. I ain't mad at that at all. To to recap, I had Outcast or Quimini. Wrong one. No. Jeezy Thug Motivation 101. T.I., Urban Legend. Yep. Future, DS2. I got Outcast. East, East Point's own Outcast. Uh, East Point is not Atlanta. Um, AT Aliens, T.I. Trap Music, GZTM 101, Future, DS2. I got really the perfect Mount Rushmore. Like, I, there's no way it's not these folks. 
I got some input from some people out there. M extra. Okay. Oh, the they should be good. Yeah, Atlanta native. Okay. He said trap music. Okay. Aquimini, mm. Thug Motivation 101. Okay. And still standing Goody Mob. Yeah, I, I wasn't in the Goody Mob back when that came out though. Yeah. But Goody I can understand Mob, somebody saying that though. Yeah, Goody Mob got a couple of votes. That soul food or that still standing. They you don't dance most, no more. Let me see. It was they don't I dance. was most surprised that people thought that I was asking about R and B too. Like what they got Usher niggas. Confessions. Four niggas do that confessions. Hey, listen, though. Hey, listen, let's be clear, That's though. That's how hard that confessions is. And niggas like, well, I know y'all niggas talk about rap, but I still got to put <laughs> that confessions in there just so you know how hard that album was. Let's That's be clear, nuts, though. <laughs> that is that, nuts. And that success, it's that good, too, that confessions is. It's that goddamn good. And it was that impactful, dude. I, that that summer was nuts. That's that summer was straight man, through. Man, listen, dog. <laughs> Listen to that might be the last classic R&B album, bro. It might have been. That nigga Usher, I've done himself with that bad. But the deluxe edition? That's Let's get it. God. And shout out my guy, Yost, man. He said Bobby Brown, which I'm not sure how Bobby Brown, maybe the first Bobby Brown was done down here, but I'm not sure how that one got in there. But it was definitely a Bobby Brown reference. And crisscross. There was some crisscross too. Man, he owned that Bobby Brown. Um, listen, shout out to Chris Cross, <laughs> but come on, man. I'll put Pastor Troy on there if I put that on my dark horse. Uh, that first Pastor Troy on my dark horse. You got him fucked up. Now, you know, I don't fuck with Pastor Troy. I don't, well, hey, I, I fuck with him, but I don't listen to his music. That first one is a classic, though. Atlanta classic or Georgia classic. It is an Atlanta classic. Niggas in Atlanta, Georgia, period. You're right. Love that fucking album. <laughs> What's that bullshit ass song? Everybody with vice versa. That's the second. Everybody I mean, that's now that was that was a little bit later on. Oh, okay. That song was banging. What the fuck? Love what that, that song? song, dude. And it's just okay. Are you went outside when it came out? Not in those places. Not because in, in the club. That, I wasn't in that climate. You're right. Uh, I was. I was in the streets. <laughs> and when they said yeah, when that ad lib yeah hit in between that vice versa, nigga, it went down. Those were. I wasn't at those parties. The real part is that you weren't allowed in those parts. You're right. I couldn't get in. That was the thing. Was college <laughs> parties, and they weren't letting us in. Man. <laughs> That's absolutely right. Your, uh, your, your pants are too big. You get you access to Definitely couldn't get in those parties, nigga. Probably, probably the reason why I don't like it. <laughs> hey man, y'all let us know y'all four uh, Atlanta Mount Rushmore albums. Um, Again, I had the perfect one. So if you want to copy and paste mine, that's perfectly fine. But comment on YouTube, man. YouTube.com slash on deck TV. Let us know you're four. We got before we get out of here. Yeah, make sure y'all comment with those albums. And we want to see a lot of comments under the post with your four albums, your Atlanta, Mount Rushmore. Tap in with us on IG. Leave your Instagram post. Also go to YouTube, leave a post on there top four Atlanta albums. Let us know what you guys think on Deckers. Before we get out of here, we do wins and losses. New format, Animal Brown, are you ready for some wins and some losses? Yeah, let's get it. Win or loss, Kodak Black drops $3 million on the crib for his mom for a birthday. Man, you know that's a, that's a big, big dub. dub, bro. He fresh out of the hospital getting yes. popped. Absolutely. Over here at the On Deck TV podcast, I know I can speak for you and I'll speak for myself. We love our moms over here. 100%. So 
Yes, everything mom related is always going to get thumbs up from us. Absolutely. Hey, they said he got shot because of the stuff he said about Lauren London. That makes sense. Wack 100 niggas said that. Niggas got California, like, niggas got LA fucked up. Now, I think it's sweet. Flat out fucking period. Nigga, these young niggas don't remember how LA was. Like, I was just, this ain't my put on, but I was just listening to an episode of Glasses Malone, friend of the show podcast about uh la gang culture it was like one of his newest episodes that shit was really good so y'all check that out for sure yeah you can't go out in la bush and i could definitely see him getting shot in the ass over the foreign <laughs> london conference. see that uh win or loss to conway he is no longer on Griselda or shady he is now an independent artist <sighs> i would have liked to see him at least get the pub from a shady album at least get a couple of more fans before he you just go into Bimmy. Who did he drop an album on Shady? I don't think so. Like, damn, bro. Like, I, I, I don't know. I know he got the new shit coming out this month. I want to say it's the last uh Friday in February, whatever that 20 something. Um, his album drops, but I would have liked to see him get that pub because he is that nice. He did drop a mixtape this week, though, for anybody that didn't notice that. Um, it's on that piff. <laughs> Anybody that still has that piff no on way. their phone. <laughs> it ain't streaming nowhere else. It's on that piff. What? <laughs> it what might fuck? be other places, dude. Uh, but he on Jack Beats, though, so it's probably not. <laughs> oh, oh, well, he bringing that back. I'll check it out. Oh, no, he's spitting, too. <laughs> Let's be oh, very clear. Tomorrow. I'm yep. definitely listening to that. It's called Greetings, I, Earthlings. Hmm. I, we're going to talk about Shady another day and how they trying to act like they signing these all we sign all the niggas that can spit and then they never do anything with them. That's, That's true. totally another conversation. Before we get out of here, one more win or loss to rapper or Murta. I'm am I saying Amaretta. Amaretta. Yeah. Amaretta. Amaretta Sour. Got you. Win or loss for rapper Amaretta generating a complete frenzy in Atlanta. Letting you guys know if you ain't in one of the zones in Atlanta Metro. Like Cobb County, Clay Cole, the North, Gwinnett, the South. She letting all y'all know y'all ain't Atlanta. Yeah. Is that a win or a loss of frenzy? She's called with her new song. It's big dub. Big, big w. w, dude. Like, this was a genius <laughs> play. This did exactly what it was supposed to do. Even her being at the Brave Stadium rapping this, even that made it even better. Like, yeah, because technically, that ain't Atlanta. That ain't Atlanta. But that shit, that was brilliant. Shout out to her. She got people talking. She made the news, bro. The What's record the made the, the news down here, dude. It did. I seen that. What's That's, the name of the song? We got to give her some shout outs. She killed yeah. it. And she was ripping that shit, too. She was ripping it. She was definitely ripping it. I'm fucking, fucking with her, man. Absolutely. That's the W. Big dub, man. Um, another dub on Decker of the Week. We're going Wait, to Twitter. What's the name of the song? Did you get the name of the song? Oh, uh, uh, Sorry Not Sorry. That's the name. Sorry Not Sorry. If you guys haven't heard that Amaretta Sorry Not Sorry, please check that out. Had it landing a frenzy. Pissing a lot of people off, man. Um, because the reason why, just to be clear, since we're in Atlanta, to clarify, Atlanta is a... How do you describe it? It's a metropolitan area, bro. Big, Big metropolitan area, but... The direct downtown area is what most people would consider like a real Atlanta culture and not being the quote unquote outskirts. I was surprised that she mentioned Clayton County, though, even though that that's is where the airport is at. <laughs> yes, uh, that's true. 
to the airport, not Atlanta, too. It's like, eh, come on. <laughs> man, she talking about Atlanta Metro, man, right there. So, like, Atlanta, they got six like, people man. that live in Atlanta Metro. <laughs> they got three single family homes and all condos, bro. Like, yeah, come Atlanta on Metro. now. Yeah. Yes. I mean, but I guess this is prior to gentrification. Nobody lives in this actual <laughs> land to do air. No you can't buy no, no land, dude. You can't get no house. Like, dude. The hoods is in Atlanta. That's what she told Well, me. yeah. Nah, that's, that's true. But Atlanta, they got hoods and apartments, too. So now that that's where all of you get the north and all of that shit, the cab, Gwinnett, Roswell. It's like little hoods in all those places, too. So that's it. it's not Atlanta. It'll be a video up on YouTube about it at some point, I'm sure. Oh, yeah, for sure. Somebody gonna break that shit down. There's gonna be yeah. think there's think pieces already. <laughs> um uh, before we get out of here, let's go to Twitter. Shout out out, <clears throat> excuse me, at Mannyboy985. Screenshot of him giving us five stars on um iTunes. Appreciate you, big dog. Good looking. Make sure y'all follow his lead. Go drop five stars in the comment while you're there. Absolutely. And subscribe to the YouTube page so you can get the alerts when we drop every week and comment, subscribe and like over there. No, I said that subscribe twice. What do you got to put us on this week? Uh, uh, some shit came out. I finally got to catch up on and I'm going to ease everybody's mind that is skeptical. You can go ahead and hit play on that Bel Air on Peacock because it is fire. Boy. Complete flames. I was a little scared, even though I thought the trailer did look pretty good, though. But I was still scared because Uncle Phil is not fat anymore. Nobody looks That's like what anybody. Scared you? Yes, that? that did. That was one of the things that scared me. Rest in peace, Uncle Phil. Because Hopefully you're so used to the way that somebody looks, and then you got the new version. It's like, bro, what? Nobody looks like anybody, though. What the fuck is this? Well, so I was scared. Hopefully, people still subscribe to our YouTube when you're not fat anymore. That's Hopefully true. That <laughs> don't, they're used to that. Hey, don't leave when I'm no longer husky. But uh, I've never watched that. I, people have been trying to get me to watch it. I just can't do it. Yeah, they I'm killed not, it. I'm not here for the drama. I, I didn't like the previews when they came out, so I'm good. They, they killed that shit. I, I, I got to give them major props. You know, if you remember the story, a college or, a, or like a film school kid made the trailer in yep. about two or three years ago. It went viral. It got two seasons picked up on Peacock, and they they bodied that shit. And oh it's un God. it's un it's not edited or nothing. Like it's hard. I was I was actually shocked at some of this shit on. I was like, wow. The okay. Full season out? No, nah, no. Nah, I think they on episode four, and I can't wait to watch it. I'll be hitting play as soon as we over with this. That shit fire, nigga. Mm. Like I'm gonna tell I'm gonna tell I'm gonna tell you how to, I'm, I'm gonna tell you one thing, and it's not a, this isn't a spoiler by the way, but this is one thing that make it right. This is how they updated it. Jeffrey is not the butler anymore. Like, there's none of that corny shit. He's more like the handler. He, he's the he's the estate manager, but he's really like Uncle Phil, like right hand man. He like a handler. Make sure it should go right. Like make that's sure what I'm saying. He more like that. Like that guy. It's hard. Dude. I was like, oh, that's killer. It ain't the corny. What'd you like for breakfast? It ain't none of that shit. Like it's. I, believe like, it's, it's, I, I get it. I nah, mean, it's killing. Check when it, it out. ends, I may binge it. That's that's as much as I get. Uh, mine is a TV show too, but one that you've heard of and you're already familiar with just in case you forgot it's back tomorrow. Brand new snowfall episodes. Can't wait to see what Franklin saying got up his sleeve. And the reason I mentioned it, snow school, the unofficial official podcast breaking down every episode this year is going to be in full effect. So that's going to premiere this week. 
uh, after the new episode comes out. So you guys be on the lookout in your feeds for that brand new Snow School episode too, man. Can't wait. Definitely here for that snowfall. I'm going to need that recap because I can't remember shit from last season. Facts. So uh, I need me a little recap, but I'm definitely here for that. Absolutely. Let's get to it. I can't wait. Absolutely, man. Guys, we appreciate y'all tapping in. Do us a favor. We've said it 10 times. I'm going to say it in the 11th time. Subscribe to the YouTube uh, leave a comment. We appreciate it. And copy some merch. The link is in the description, right in the description of what you're listening to. Click buy, support us, and we greatly appreciate it. Anything else before we get out of here? No, sir. Get you an old deck TV show shirt. Get you a shirt. Get a shirt. Get a shirt. There it is, man. We out. <laughs>